Aren't you interested in what God has in store for you? Aren't you interested in what God has in store for you? So don't, don't settle for less. Reach, reach, reach. Reach out for more. Reach out for more. Desire it over your life. Let God overflow in your life. Let him overwhelm you. Let him show himself to you. Let him reveal to you. Let just, let's not just hear about God. Let's see him, church. Let's see him. And what an honor it is for me today. Once again, to just be able to stand in this pulpit for the last, now with three weeks, pastors allowed me the privilege to be able to share. Man, I'm so excited. And I want to begin by sharing this quote that I read from Billy Graham. It says, being a Christian is more than just an instantaneous conversion. It is like a daily process whereby you grow to be more and more like Jesus. The work of renewal is a process of becoming new again and the life of the more is a life dedicated to that process. So we need to be asking ourselves, what are we becoming? Every time, what are we becoming? What are we becoming? So let's read today's scriptures from John 15, 11. Hallelujah, from the Amplified Classic. Let's read it together with some gusto. Let's go. I have told you that my joy and delight may be in you. And that your joy and gladness may be of full measure and complete. Man, isn't that the prayer for us today? That his joy, his joy and gladness will overflow you in full measure. Completeness. That you'll be lacking in nothing. This joy is going to well up in your life. And it's going to carry you through and through. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I believe with all my heart that what is before us, what is before us is the potential for more. It's the potential for more and the potential of more will culminate with our joy and gladness being filled by his joy and delight to a full measure, complete and overflowing. But this will only happen if we pursue these truths. We have so much to look forward to. It's not just gloom and doom. That is awaiting us. Eh? It's just not that. There's more that God has in store for us. And that is joy and gladness. It's going to culminate in joy and gladness. I'm making another appeal to us today. To desire and pursue what God has for us. To engage and be influenced by the life of the more. That we resolve within ourselves to go after God more. And not be content with the less the world has to be offered. Let us grow, church. I'm praying, let us grow. Let us reach all the heights that God has set for us. Let us make a mark in history by allowing the Holy Spirit to take control. So you have to take those limits off. Take the limits off. Desire today, God, I'm going to reach the highest potential that I have in my life. I'm going to reach it. And I pray as a church that we're going to grow, that we're going to want to live a mark in history, that we're not just going to simply exist, that our lives are not just going to simply pass by, that we're just going to be nobodies that loved Jesus and no one knew about it, that our lives will have meaning, that will have impact, that people are going to be touched because I was here. That's my prayer for us. So today I'm finishing my three-part series, hallelujah. <laughs> Renewed for more. I've just been so glad. It's been fun. It's been wonderful. It's been amazing to just 
study, receive, be blessed, be encouraged. And it's my intention once more today to show you that God has so much in store for us. My prayer is that we continue in this process. We continue, that it's not just about these three weeks, it's we continue in this process of renewal for more. As I shared last week on this chapter in John 15, Jesus was having his final moments before his death with his disciples and he begins to share with them what's coming. He uses the illustration, as I shared last week, of the vine and the branches and the vine dresser and how we are meant to be bearing fruit. He gives them the truths on what their lives are to be like. He shows them this is what your life is meant to be like. Until this point, the disciples were just following Jesus, marveled by what he was able to do enjoying, I bet, they were enjoying themselves, other than Judas Iscariot, but the rest of them were enjoying themselves. They were like, man, this is the gig of all gigs. This is the connection of all connections. They've settled in this whole thing, man, the Messiah is here. Our lives are never going to be the same again. Then he comes and busts their bubbles in John 14 and tells them, I'm leaving. And where I'm going, you can't come now. They're like, what? What are you talking about? You can't leave. It was only three and a half years only. We have just started. Man, we've just started. Man, we need to go further. We need to do more. We need to establish ourselves. But he promises them, greater things than this you'll do because I've gone to be with the Father. Granted, it was not easy for them to embrace what he was saying at the moment, but we all know how the story went. We know that after the Holy Spirit had taken over, they went and turned their world upside down. They went on to reach heights and depths in this truth that Jesus told them. And as a result, you and I are standing in this place today. Just because they took what they were told and ran with it. Now the baton has been passed on. It has been passed on to you and I. What will be our response? What will we do with the truth that Jesus shared with his disciples? I pray our response will be, here I am, Lord. Do whatever you want to do with me. But this more that God has for us is not possible without the help of the helper. The key is the Holy Spirit. And I've been praying, I've been praying for us, I've been praying for myself, that the acts of the Holy Spirit will be manifested in greater measures than ever before. That like the early church, God will do something so specific and something so unique and something so wonderful through us. That it doesn't pass this generation, it doesn't pass our generation. That we can be used like the disciples were. That we can go about doing wonderful things, making an impact. It doesn't matter what background you've come from. It doesn't matter what education, the way you've reached in your education, what status you're in. If you have or you don't have, if you're married, if you're not married. But God is using you to do something wonderful. And I've been praying, God manifest your acts once again. Let the Holy Spirit move. God, there's so much. So I pray, do it again, God. Do it again. So we first looked at why we need to be renewed for more. We, we looked at the laborers are fewer and the situation is urgent. And I have to tell you, it's urgent. We don't have a lot of time, church. We don't. Some of us think we're here forever. We're not. You have a short period of time. You know, we always think, man, we, we, let's wait for Jesus. You know, and you're thinking, when will the end come? All of us keep thinking, when will the end come? When will the end come? Let me just tell you, the end will come for all of us one way or another. At one point, it will, it will be over. The end will come for you. It might not be the end for Jesus returning, but it will be an end. 
and we have a short period of time, so the situation is urgent. Do what you need to do now. Then last week we looked at how, Kathairo, how we needed the vine dresser to come and Kathairo us. Come and cut those areas that are not productive. This week, I want us to look at where. Where do we get renewed for more? Where do we get? And John 15 verse 5 to 7 and 9 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and they are burned. If you live in me, abide, vitally united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. So abide in my life. Continue in his love with me. There's a connecting word, a connecting word where we get renewed for more that is found in this scripture, and that's the word abide. Abide. That word abide, translated means to stay. To stay. To remain. Not to depart. Not to leave. To continue to be present. It means to stay. Stay in me. Remain in me. Do not depart from me. Because if you do, you will be cut out. Do not leave. Continue to be present. Simply don't check out. Be present. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone who's not present with you? And they're looking you straight in the eye (laughs) and you can tell they're not present. They've checked out. The Lord is like, be present. So number one, where do we get renewed for more? By abiding in union with Christ. Abide in union. That's the first thing he says, abide in me. In union with Christ. How many of us can be honest and say, I have found it difficult to stay and remain where my relationship with Jesus is concerned. Don't lift all your hands all at the same time. I'll be honest. Man, it has been a fight in this season. It's been a struggle to stay connected, to remain in union. So many things calling for my attention distractions all around. You remember when we got into this mode of lockdown, you thought, now I have time to be with Jesus. Hours in the presence of the Lord, pastor. Just me and Jesus. Put worship. Then manze Netflix became cheap. <laughs> Show Max became even cheaper. Man, you are just caught up. Distractions, everything calling for your attention. All of a sudden, you are, the whole week has gone and you don't know what happened. Don't have to go anywhere. Don't have to go see anyone. I stopped calling people and I thought, man, my, my time with God will be like this. By the time we leave this, this season, me and God will be tight, first name basis. But what happened? <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> you are struggling even to pray. You'd come and find out, when was the last time? You know how you know you didn't pray and remember is when you open your remember book and then you see the date of the last time you remembered. You see it is three months ago. You're like, three months? I thought I just missed two weeks. Or you open your app, have you you been following with us in the Bible reading? And it shows you the last time you read. Then you calculate the days, you're like, oh Lord, I haven't been doing it. But it's been a struggle. 
And the union you are talking about here is, is a union that has established itself permanently within your soul. And always exerts its power in you. It's a union that has influence. It's not just a union. You just don't say you're saved. It has influence over you. It's a union daily being cultivated more and more. David was such an individual. The Bible called him a man after God's own heart. And what was the result of his life? Greatness. Saul was the opposite. He was a man after his own heart. And what were the results? Nothing. Cut off. Completely. There was nothing that was born as a result of his life. No greatness came as a result. That's why Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, don't forget this. Apart from me, cut off from vital union. Vital. Not just any kind of union. Vital union with me. You can do nothing. Apart from him, you can do nothing. We need to be going to that place where we are with Jesus. That's where renewal is found for the more. When we are connected to the vine, we receive the nutrients. We receive the strength to keep going. Today I was just, I woke up this morning and I had this thought. It was an overwhelming thought for me. That this life of the more is not a joke. It's not simple. It's not for the faint-hearted. It's not for the weak. It's not for the scared. Man, you, did you read today's scriptures? Did you read yesterday's scriptures in Second Corinthians? Man, we've been stoned. <laughs> we've almost died. That's what Paul is saying. That's the life of the more. We've been opposed. Did you talk about the beast of the in Ephesus? We were being beaten by the beasts. You're like, buddy, what's going on in the church? They have beasts. Man, when was the last time a beast was attacking you? That's the life of the more. Yet they were saying, man, we are crushed but not destroyed. That's the life of the more. And I was like, man, I need, I need to be in union with God. I need to be in union. Otherwise, I'll be scared when I see what more entails. That's why you need that vital connection. You need Jesus telling you, just keep going. I'm with you. Though you walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I am there with you. Don't fear. Keep going. Keep going. Secondly, where are we renewed for more? We are renewed when we abide in complete reliance on his word. Complete reliance on his word. We live in a time where we are bombarded by so many opinions. Access to so many words is at the tip of our finger. Anything you want to know, click it and it's yours to know. So we have to be careful on whose word we are relying on. There's so many words, so you have to be careful. Whose word are you relying on? Let's read verse 7 again. It says, if you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you, and continue to live in your hearts. Ask, ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. Christ goes deeper in his revelation to his disciples from telling them not only to remain in him and he in them, but to his words. It wasn't just enough for him, but his word needs to abide in you, remain and continue to live in you. It's not enough just that we read the Bible or that we come to church and we hear it. It has to be inside of us. Pastor last this past week was sharing Devo some quotes with us and he said one simple quote. I didn't get the whole thing, but it was simply saying, it's not about getting a message, but the message getting us. 
It's not about getting a word, but has the word gotten you? Has the word gotten you? People are so caught up in who said what. So and so said what. What does the word of God say? Stand on that truth. That's where we get the more from. So how does the word remain in us? As for what was sown on good soil, this is he who hears the word, grasps it, comprehends it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundred times as much as was sown, in another 60 times as much, and in another 30. It's the guy who gets it, grasps it, chews on that word, allows that word to get in, understands what the word says. That's the person. The question here is, are you good soil? Are you good soil? That word good means good, excellent in, in its nature and characteristics, and therefore well adapted to its end. Are you well adapted? Are you well? Is your life well adapted for the seed of the word to be sown so that it can bear fruit? That word adapt is to make something suitable for a new use or purpose. Make suitable for a new use or purpose. Isn't that what renewal is all about? Making us new again so that we can be used for God's purposes. So our life has to be that, otherwise the seed of the word will be taken. One scripture in that same verse, it says, the crows and they came and picked it. The other one, the sun came and scorched it. Then the other one, the thorns came and choked it. But the one whose life was adaptable, that was renewed, that was transformed, the seed of the word bore much fruit. For the word to remain, we need to be renewed so as to be good soil that is ready to, be, to produce food. It is by means of his teaching and his commandments that Christ abides in his people and by his word that they are fitted for, fruitful, for fruit bearing. That's what the Bible is teaching us today. Thirdly, finally, abide in a love connection through obedience. A love connection. We've sung about love today. Sung about love, but man, it has to be, you know, through obedience. It's love through obedience. Where, this is where I feel like a lot of us are struggling. This is where many comes down to it. The Bible says, and many people, in Matthew 24, 12, it says, and many people's love will grow cold because of increased distance from Torah. That's the law. But whoever holds out till the end will be delivered. The love of many will grow cold because they distance themselves. They distance themselves from God's law. Lawlessness will increase. And aren't we seeing that happening in the day and age we're living in? More lawlessness. More lawlessness. You know, we like complaining with those on the top. But look at us here down at the bottom. Lawlessness. It's increasing right, left, and center. Who's standing and abiding in God's word. Who's standing and abiding in God's commandments. Who's sticking it out. No matter what the tide looks like. Even though everyone else is going this way, you are standing. The love of many will grow cold. Because of their distance to the law. The love we are called to abiding is not about saying, I love you. But it is rooted in obedience to his word and command. For us to find the more God has for us, we need to demonstrate love for God based on obedience. We need to do what God is telling us. Simply do it. Do it. I love in 2 Corinthians 
and five, Paul is telling them, let that love control you. No longer living for yourself, but for him who died for you. That's the obedience that we're being called to. That's the love connection that will release the more in us. So God says, abide in me, in union with Christ. Abide in, 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 in the word and abide in his love through obedience. Obey, obey. And I'm going to end as I began with a quote from A.W. Tozer. It says that many, the man that believes will obey. Failure to obey is convincing proof that there is no true faith present. To attempt the impossible, God must give faith or there will be none. And he gives faith to the obedient heart only. This more, this impossible, this life of greatness, this life of amounting to something that God can take and make wonderful. It needs an obedient heart. Someone who's open and said, God, whatever you ask me, I will do. I have to tell you, to be honest, I've struggled with that. I've struggled. Lord, I'm interested in the more, but man, the process to it sometimes scares me because I'm like, am I willing to do whatever he wants me to do? You read the Bible and look at the men of God who are used mighty of him. The things they had to go through. Man, there were no small things. And I don't want to lie to us. I don't want us to just be here and just pretend. Yes, we want the life of the more, but let me tell you, it will cost you something. It'll cost you something. But if you abide in the, in the Lord, if you stay connected to Him on a daily basis, if you cultivate that relationship, God will begin to put more of Himself in you. So it's no longer you doing it, but it's Him doing it through you. If you stay in His Word, that Word, that Word that has power, that Word that can change, that can deliver, that can lift up. If you remain in it, if you remain in it, the Bible says, ask whatever you will, ask according to my will and I'll give it to you. Whatever you need for that moment to keep pushing on, I'll give it. So stay in the word. Know what God is saying about the situations you're going through. Know the times and the seasons we're in and look at the word and say, what are you saying in this hour to us, oh God? What are you saying to me? Abide in that word. If you abide in love and say, God, I'm going to obey no matter what. Because I love you. I love you with all my heart. My affections are not for things, but they're for you. So I'm going to abide. I'm telling you, you begin to see more open up. You begin to see more open up. And church, I pray for us today with all my heart, with all my strength, that we will rise up. We'll rise up. The redeemed ones, the ones saying it's so, would rise up that will capture this for ourselves and say, God, I want more. I want more. I'm not content with just living a base life. If there's more, I want it. And I'm going to get it. Let's all stand in the presence of the Lord. So I don't know where you are in in the abiding process but you know you know where you're not staying where you're not remaining there's an area you've departed from in Christ himself in his word in his love you know where you are I just want us to recommit ourselves back to the Lord 
Remember as we began that scripture said, if you are not, if you depart from me, you will be cut off. So it's time for us to go back, to return, to be renewed back, to be grafted back in into that vital union with Christ, His Word and His love. That it might be in us, flowing through us. That's how we begin to have an impact in the lives of many. Father, I just want to commit us to you today. Holy Spirit, I invite you into this place. Deal with us. Open our hearts. Begin to just touch in those areas of our lives where we've departed from the union with Christ. We've departed from your word. We've departed from your love through obedience where God, we've just been doing our own things. God, deal with us. Help us. Holy Spirit, I know we cannot do this on our own. Help us. I know it's not easy, but help us. Help us so that we can, we can access all that you have for us. May none of us, God, be left out. May none of us be cut out. May none of us, Lord, be left out. Help us, Jesus. Help us. Help us to turn situations around. Turn, turn, turn. Help us to leave those things that have been attractive to us, but they leave us empty. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray.